This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Onion. Little, oh, little I was flat. just going to say Onion. You stole my line. A little, you're a little flat there in the intro, Jeff. Just wanted you to know. Yeah, well, after watching this movie, yeah. So, we're talking Yikes. about Old Boy. <laughs> yep. Korean-made film. Came out in 2003. Directed. Oh, yeah. Graham was asking, uh, I saw his Facebook post. This is the original, dude. Who was asking? Just saying. Uh, Smallwood. Graham Smallwood. William Gr- Smallwood. You mean William Grimwood. Grimwood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I I actually had soju tonight. So. I was going to say, you've been drinking? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry, William Grimwood, but yes, this is the original. Not the remake with, uh, what's his face? Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, I have I've not seen the remake. Me either. So Alright, we're talking about the two thousand three Korean version of Old Boy, directed by Chan. The Korean Park. version. Also known as the original version. Yes. Yeah. Um Alright. You guys interrupted me twice now, I keep losing track, so it's we're talking about the Korean version and I lost my train of thought here. Directed by by Chen Wook Park. I just fucking mm-hmm. said that. I know, I'm just trying to screw you up again. Yeah. All right, or Park, so Alex Park, Schering, Scott, yeah. or Park. the movie. Talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um, as, as you pointed out, this is some Korean cinema here. Uh, there's some great stuff that comes out of Korea, especially horror movies. Um, I would strictly qualify this as horror. Perhaps a light comedy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Park Chan-wook uh, is... Uh, pretty goddamn good director. I, I like a lot of his stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and uh, this is probably his most noted work. Uh, it's not my favorite of, of his stuff, but uh, it has some classic scenes in it. Um, one scene in particular, which I'm sure we'll be talking about later. Uh, but this is uh, a, for especially for a Korean movie, or one of his movies, it's fairly focused on kind of the whole uh, psychological thriller, I guess. Um, it dips its toes into um, horror and a little bit of comedy at points. Uh, action. Yeah. There's some, oh yeah. There's some. There's definitely some kick-ass action. Uh, well, like a lot of um, kind of Asian cinema, uh, there's there's a blending of genres. Although this is more straightforward than, than a lot of his other movies. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, equal parts horrifying and rad uh, if you if you pick it apart. Um, this is a, a revenge story at its core. Um, but a lot by but like a lot of uh, it, it I want to say Coen Brother movies. Uh, there, there's kind of a, like a, this unhappy tinge to everything. Uh, in a lot of ways, watching it again, it reminded me of No Country for Old Men. 
Um, not in any particular character or even the plot, but just the the whole idea that the universe doesn't give a fuck about you. Uh, you know, there really are no good guys or bad guys. Or if there are, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there is that. Uh, the movie's beautifully shot, though. Um, there's uh, some great cinematography and uh, some some really solid acting on display by the by the two leads. Uh, well, actually, three leads if you want to get technical. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, Choi Min Sik Sik. I'm probably butchering these names. And uh, Kong Hai Jong. Um, that's uh, Daisu and Mido, respectively, uh, are very solid here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, I saw this uh, probably on DVD in the the mid aughts. Um, I heard about it forever, and uh, the the hallway scene in particular. Um, but once I I saw it, it kind of stuck with me. Um, it is. It is a rough watch uh, for several reasons, but not because it's bad necessarily, uh, as, is, as I'm sure we'll talk talk about more. Yes. You done? What's your number yep. seven, Scott? <laughs> was that all your number seven? That was my whole list. Oh, okay. So, Scott, did you, and did you see this in the theater? No. Alex. And David. Did you see this in the theater? Uh, this is, no, this is the first time I've seen it on the Netflix Okay. I've been meaning to watch it for forever, but for whatever reason, I just didn't get around to it. So this is a very pleasant excuse to uh, watch it. Okay. Uh, same for me. This has actually been in my queue on Netflix for a long time, mm-hmm. ever since it popped up on there. And yeah, I think I've mentioned in the past where I there's that Bravo scariest movie moments, and this was kind of like on the uh, like this version two of that. Uh, for a couple of the scenes that I'm sure we're going to talk about. So I was like, I want to watch it, but it's also, that looked pretty gnarly. So I kind of, it was one of those, I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it. So glad I did. Mm-hmm. So I think The Conjuring kind of prepared me so I wasn't that freaked out <laughs> for this movie. I don't think anybody anything is going to freak me out now after that movie. But... <laughs> two totally different things, but okay. I couldn't, I couldn't think of yeah, like anything know. more different. <laughs> Just like the creepy, like... There is not a single jump scare in the entire movie. No. Not a jump scare, but this just a creepy factor, and it was like the overall creepiness and stuff. I think if I hadn't seen The Conjuring, it would have hit me a bit more. What if? What That's if? All I'm saying. What if an old boy El Diablo showed up, Alex? I was uh, inoculated, to say the least. What if? What if somebody got possessed during Old Boy? Um, it would have been okay because that's you know. The Korean demon, and it's not a real one. Yeah, it's not a real demon. Korean demon. Yeah, that sounds like the name of some band. Korean <laughs> demon. Korean demon. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our list here. So, as usual, we can pick seven topics, seven things that stood out for us in the movie. So, Scott, lead us out. Here. I just want to. Oh, yeah. This one I'm going to say is not my seven favorite things. It's seven things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Moments that I'm not going to forget. Okay. And quickly, it's worth... I mean, it came out in 2003, but I am still I still do want to give a spoiler alert because if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely watch this movie. Yeah, I think it's, it's worthy good. of a spoiler yeah. alert here. Spoiler alert. So, if you haven't seen it, stop right now, watch the movie, and then come back. <laughs> to this exact point. Yeah, do it real quick. All right. So, my number seven is actually kind of a nitpick I had. Uh... 
one of two in my list here. Um, the the fact that toward the end of the movie, he goes back to the I don't know what to call it the captivity Reality. place, and he drops the the girl off there to like keep her safe. I I couldn't think of any dumber thing he could have done. <laughs> and I guess I'm watching yeah. the movie, it bugged me. And it wasn't even like a hypnotism thing. It was just like something he came up with on his own. And yeah. Maybe it was, it was like a, oh, this is the last thing he'll expect type of thing. Maybe it was just such a dumb like, idea, this is, though. This is so stupid. Like Nobody will think of this. Like, She'll be safe here. Almost anything else would have been better. He could have dropped her off at a random hotel room. He could have, like, driven her to another city. Like, I, I don't know. Like, she could have gotten on a train somewhere. It just... The fact that he goes back there and drops her off and expects that guy to like be on the level, uh, it like annoyed me. It makes no sense. Yeah, I agree with you. The only thing I can think of is I thought it was not the place; it was so much the protection, and he trusted those guys, which he shouldn't have. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I don't... there's no way he could have outspend. Uh, what's the main villain's name? Uh, Wu Jin Jin Wu. Yeah, Wu uh, Jin. Wu Jin. There's no way he could have outspent him. Like, because clearly uh, that lackey uh, could have been bought. So maybe he was thinking of just, yeah, I'll just pay him and then he'll just do the service, whatever. No questions asked. Yeah, but it just felt like a weak link. Okay, fair enough. Um, Alex, you want to go next? You go next. Sure. Uh, This wasn't really so much about the movie but it it kind of made me it was like an unintentional chuckling thing when he was uh they had this great like montage of him uh digging through the bricks and the mortar with just a metal chopstick and everything and every day just chipping at it and chipping at it and they had a split screen where he was going like testing the hole that he'd made out to see if it was wide enough for him and on the other side it was showing various news clips of things that happened around the world and then when uh the Lady D thing happened with the car crash and Dodi Fayed and everything because he was incarcerated uh, in the room throughout that. For some reason or another, it just popped into my head. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Is this the same universe as Amelie? Because right now, <laughs> she is also <laughs> digging something out of her wall, which is like yeah. a little box. And she was like, holy crap. And it, so, and, the, and the music does get like light and airy sometimes with some of the yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is the the Korean version of Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Fucked up. Yep. But uh, yeah, that for, yeah that just thought popped in my head. It was like this got to make it on the list. So there it is, number seven. <laughs> all right. Um, my number seven. First of all, so uh, I'm assuming we all watch this subtitles, not dubbed, right? Yes. Yeah. I found that there was so much going on in this movie that I think I was missing stuff because I was too busy reading or I was too busy like trying to look because it was like Scott said, it's filmed very well that I was admiring the scene. And also I looked down, oh, crap, a couple lines have gone by. So there's a couple things I did get yeah. a little lost on. And I rewound it, uh, especially when they um, they kind of when they go the flashbacks to when they're kids and stuff. I got a little bit lost. I either watch it twice. Basically, it's like, what that part It's like, who's who and. So I just want to throw, throw that right out. That some of this I did get a little confused on, but overall I enjoyed the movie. Um, well, some, some, some. Sorry, Jeff, just to expand upon that. At a couple points, it's it's supposed to throw you off too, like yeah. like as he's kind of like an unreliable narrator, as it were. 
Okay, uh, well, see, that makes sense too. Where like it's just double compounded when you don't you don't speak the language, and like I said, I'm trying to read it, and I'm a slow reader, but I'm also like, oh, it's amazing shot, and then like, oh crap, like two lines just went by, and then rewind it, and and me being uh, just yeah, just a slow reader basically, and then the names are just obviously hard for me as a Westerner, as a colonizer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, one of the Moments happened early on in the movie, and I kind of set the tone. Is when um, he is when he escapes, he gets out, and he's on the roof, and there's the suicidal guy is talking to him, and and then he tells him his whole story, and then when the guy's turn to tell his story, he just gets up and leaves. Doesn't want to hear it. That's fucking great. And then like a second later, he's awesome. He he jumps down, and you see his body like land right behind him or whatever. I thought that was hilarious. It's a good it, setting of the tone yeah, of this movie. Te- textbook black comedy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's it. But oh, that's my number seven. But it just reminded me. Are you going to talk about the, the chopstick hole in the wall? Anyone else? That's not on my list. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing that I mentioned that was on my. So did I miss something? Like that never did anything like, like amounted to anything right other than like correct right <laughs> is that it, it took him that many years and he was gonna be almost out in a month but then they just threw him out anyway because his time was up i i don't think they necessarily found the hole really well no they they Woo-Jin were it it was on, on camera the whole time yeah like he just they, did it on oh, purpose shit. to give him hope or something right yeah they that, knew oh, he was shit, taking the right. hole yeah okay yeah, i forgot about that all right um, I actually just thought of that as I was right saying it right now. I was like, hey, he did that on purpose just so he'd fuck with them. Okay. Um, Scott, number six. Okay, my number six is uh, basically right after that. After that scene where he gets his hand outside and there's the rain. and uh, It's like licking the, the rain off his hand. Um, when they gas him and he wakes up in the suitcase uh, with that top-down shot. Um, and he pops out of the suitcase it looks like he's in a field at first, but then it turns out like he's on a rooftop that happens to have some grass on it. And then he's just like in the middle of this like dumpy area <laughs> with some, some cheap apartment buildings. Uh, but that, that whole shot and him getting out of there was, uh, I thought was brilliant. Um, and then he just moves back a little bit and changes the whole perspective of the whole thing right after that. Uh, the whole, the whole thing was cool. It was a, it was a very, uh, neat way for, for him to literally pop into the world again uh, after being stuck in that room for so long. So yeah, waking up in the, the field, quote, uh, in the suitcase. All right. Alex, number six. My number six is also relating to <laughs> your guys' number six and sevens, where the 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 first thing that you see is kind of like a little like mini twist. Because you see him mm-hmm. holding on to like this dude's tie, and the first thing is like, "Oh shit, this is getting real really fast." And then you see who he's holding on to, and it's some dude's tie, and he's holding like this adorable like, little poodle puppy <laughs> dangling from a building, and he's telling him, "Hey, you got to listen to my story." And it's like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be good." Like, how'd this guy get on the roof? And why why is he clutching to a puppy? And I thought it was gonna be this whole thing. Like, the whole movie is going to be told in flashback, and this is the last guy that crossed him or something. And then, like, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes go by, the whole scene in the room and everything, and he's literally the first other human that he has contact with after he pops out of the case. It's like, what? This isn't the end of the movie at all. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was very taken aback by that. I was very impressed. Yeah, they they they, they subvert kind of the you think it's gonna happen a couple times, and I thought they did it well. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually, I thought that was he was like interrogating a guy the first time they they showed it. Like he was kind of doing a Batman, like hang, dangling a guy off the edge, like the first shot of it. That's what I got out of it the first time. And then it's flipped around. It's like, oh no, he's actually saving this guy. So or not necessarily saving him, but holding on to him. It was different than what yeah. I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> and then he falls and he crashes. Spoilers: He crashes in the car down below. <laughs> the first floor, he's still clutching. He's got a death grip on that puppy. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, it sucks, <laughs> but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, My number six is the hallway fight. That was pretty awesome. That was only your number six. Wow. Yeah, because damn, some of these other moments are more memorable <laughs> for <Okay>. me. <laughs> Uh, it was a great fight, um, and the side, so good. side, just the way the camera is, kind of we've talked about that. This is kind of like a, a a not corny version of Kung Fury side-scrolling fight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have more to say about this later. Yeah. All right, well, let's leave it at that so you guys can talk about it in more detail. But yeah, it was a great fight in the movie. So, Scott, number five. Okay. Uh, number five was the, the whole idea of him tracking down the, the place. Um, and I got to think that the, the villain didn't intend for this to happen, um, was the, by the dumplings, the, oh, yeah, the, right. the pot stickers, the, whatever it was, mm-hmm. looked like gyoza, but, uh, the, how he, he, he's eaten it every day for 15 years. So he has the, the taste perfectly memorized. Um, so he just starts going through every restaurant, like in what, I don't know, what city are they supposed to be? Are they, are they in Seoul? Did they I ever don't say? Think in Seoul. I forgot. Uh, Busan, maybe. But at, at any rate, um, in the in the entire city, basically, like he starts going through. Um, I thought that was a very inventive way to to track it down, and it makes actually makes a lot of sense um, in the context of, of everything that's going on. So, and then <laughs> he literally runs after <laughs> the guy in the scooter. But that was a an hilarious shot. Um, <laughs> Where it shows the scooter going up the street, and then the you see him run into the frame, and then run out of the frame again as he's trying to keep up on foot. And he finally catches up, and he he's out of breath, and tells the guy to tell the chefs to not put so, put so many scallions inside the the dumplings. <laughs> yeah, so so that whole idea I thought was great. Yeah, pretty cool. I think this is at first, I had no idea what was going on there at first. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And I don't, so once again, I don't know if that was misdirection or me not just being slow and like well, he's just eating a lot <laughs> and i was like oh okay i figured it out but um all right alex my number five was the hallway fight also okay oh give me crap and it was just <laughs> <a good laughs> yeah alex jesus christ <laughs> only number six mine's it's five for me yeah that's God. what i said <laughs> well, <laughs> all right but that's how good this movie is. That scene is amazing. That would be a top three scene in any other film except for this one. It's so good. Yeah, like, I mean, like the movie as a whole. I will say, this is probably the top two or three enjoyable scenes in the movie, but I have other scenes, like I said, are a little more memorable, um, but not for good reasons. Um, yeah, correct. All right, so my number five is the smile at the end of the movie. That, yeah. Oh, that's my number two. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome, creepy. It was, it was a good ending. Like I, 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 
like I said the other day, I don't like open ended movies, but that one I kind of mm-hmm. I did like. Um, so yeah, like, the, yeah, that goes back to there are no real, win- real winners here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so do you guys think he remembers or no? It, it, That's the thing. Yeah. No, I I think I think he did because yeah, I think the the, the shot is is the camera shows him uh, like the footsteps from the chair. And I think that's supposed to be his perspective. So he looks over there and realizes, oh, fuck, like it didn't take. So. Oh, okay. He can't say anything. Well, well, he literally can't say anything. But yeah. um, Either that or how the hypnotist warned him that the memories might get distorted. It might not have taken 100%, so he could be living in a completely different reality or something else that he's remembering incorrectly is happening there. Mm-hmm. But whatever so, it is, he's going to be haunted. He still knows. He knows the bad stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah some, or he's either seen he's happy, too much. but for some reason, he's always going to be, yeah, deep down inside. He still knows his own secret, but not, you know, in his conscious mind. There's a lot of interpretations you can take with this ending, which is yeah, yeah awesome. I like these kind of endings. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is the the whole twist. Um, so I mentioned a bit ago about subverting expectations. How you you meet the villain like halfway through the movie. Um, they they set it up like he's supposed to be the super mysterious figure, and then all of a sudden he's just there. Yeah. And he kind of lays things out about how he wants things to go uh, for our, our erstwhile protagonist here, uh, Daisu. Um, but yeah, then you you find out like exactly what happened. And <laughs> that whole thing is fucked up in and of itself. Um, but just like, I, I like that it was something mundane. You know, it wasn't like he betrayed for like, like they were partners or something like that, or uh, yeah, it wasn't some big like yeah, or like like yeah, or, or, yeah, or like infidelity or something like that. No, it was just this thing that happened a long time ago that completely ruined this other guy. Um, obviously, he didn't deserve like Dicey didn't deserve any of that shit that happened to him. But um, you do at the end start to like kind of sympathize with the guy a little bit, or at least empathize with him, um, and. Yeah. The, I don't think again, there is a protagonist in this movie. Like once it's all laid out, right? Like no, no, there's not. Maybe the daughter. Yeah, I guess. Like, well, I, well like as far as like, well, I don't protagonist is the right word. Yeah, but, you're right. Protagonist's not the right word, but like, there's um, no. She's the only good hero or person. good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nope. But uh, I mean, he filled out that whole book about people that he'd wronged. He filled out a couple books. So he he was there certainly wasn't a saint. Yeah. So, but again, just the the whole twist behind it that there was this, uh, you know, something powerful enough to make this guy like go to such lengths against uh, Daisu. You know, like okay, like you you understand his motivation even if you don't agree with it. So I I liked all that. Yeah. And it was it yeah, was sure don't. Yeah. And it was something. And again, it was something original too. So that's that's always appreciated, mm-hmm. even if it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the twist, and then uh, one thing uh, that I kind of had the benefit of um, watching this again uh, is being able to catch a lot of the stuff. 
Um, they they kind of lay it all out at the end of the movie. But this time around, I was like, oh, yeah, like, there's this thing, you know, I kind of knew to watch for it. Oh, okay. And, it was, and, and that was kind of enjoyable. Um, and then there's, other, there's, like, other more subtle things that they don't exactly lay out. Um, like the... Like, I didn't pick up on the first time, like, like how shitty her apartment is. Like, no, he didn't? No, I'm, like, watching the first time, like, wow, she lives in a shitty apartment. Yeah. But, like, watching again, I'm like, oh, like, that's why her apartment's so fucking shitty. Like, and, like, other weird things about her, like, made more sense as I've watched it a second time. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, the twist, number four. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is just the overall quirky humor that it does bring levity to the film and it, it brings a smile to my face. I chuckled a lot, but it also just lends itself to just the overall creepy mood of everything. So the term it's very it's very unsettling when it's all said and done. I have a question about the term brings a smile to my face. Like where else would it bring a smile to your butt? Well, <laughs> yeah. Crooked smile, I guess. Anyways, I always laugh. To my ears. Like, like in the hallway fight, he's like he's facing down all the other uh, the the minions in the building after he's done like taking pulling teeth out of the guy, and uh, he's like, "Who has AB blood here? Raise your hand." Yeah, and everybody's just like looking around, and then a couple guys just raise their hands. Okay, you better go take him to the hospital. He's lost a lot of blood, <laughs> and he just lets him go, and then and then shit gets real. But just little stuff like that is so funny and tied up with the rest of the movie. It's just so also at the same time pretty creepy. Yeah. Like at the end of the hallway scene when he gets in the elevator and all those oh, yeah. all those dudes are in there and then the elevator opens and they all just fall out. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and unsettling. Like, what the fuck happened? It wasn't easy. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of violence that happens off screen in this movie. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. All right, number four, quirky humor. My number four is my first gross out, and it's not even that bad compared to the other ones. Is him eating that live octopus? (laughs) Yeah, the wife wants me to do that when we go to Korea. Oh, so so I'm not doing it. I mean, not exactly like that, but just eating a live octopus. But I'm not gonna do it. Like that big of one. Ah. So, ah. so they, that's actually a real thing, but they they usually serve it up sliced. Yeah, they prepare it, so, but it's still moving and alive. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not too squeamish when it comes to food, other than onions. But <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I mean, big surprise. I, know, I couldn't be in the same. <laughs> I'd have somebody to, who was doing I'd that. I'd have to really like psych myself up, self up, have a have a couple pints of OB first or something. <laughs> OB, because <laughs> the tentacles were all climbing up his nose and shit. Oh, so uh, uh, trivia. So it w- I, obviously that shit was for real. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Got an Oscar. He, he got. They. they <laughs> They had to do three takes, so he did it three times. Ugh. He should have got three Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, don't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, Brian, don't. Or The Shape of Water. Don't watch that either. <laughs> Grinding Nemo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. That did win I'd, an Oscar. 
<laughs> yeah, that one did win an Oscar. Yeah, only a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, eating a live octopus. So actually, Alex, you mentioned Leah. So did she watch this with you? No. Oh. She saw about the uh, up until he got incarcerated. Because he saw the whole you know drunk tank thing, which is <laughs> pretty hilarious. But uh, nope, she went to sleep. Uh, I was interested to like because she knows. Like the subtitles matched. <laughs> like, the, did, well, did, did the subtitles kind of like... match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> from from other TV shows and stuff that we watch together, she tells me that the literal translation isn't what's shown in the subtitles. It's more of like just uh, <laughs> not the gist, <laughs> but just a a translated meaning that's closer to what we would understand. So it's localized. Yeah. All I, your base belong to us. Yeah. That's right. All your base. But yeah, it's more base. localized because she would she doesn't really complain, but she goes, oh, literally, he's saying this, but in English, that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so that was my number four. So Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, my other big gripe with this movie, and even the first time I watched this, was how they they rely a little bit too much on the whole hypnotism thing. Um, yeah. Basically, that woman is like a witch. <laughs> She's a witch. I'm not a witch. Uh, I'm a hypnotist. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just very like the, the suspension of disbelief. There's a little bit too much for me to really put this movie up there in my like best of all time kind of thing. Uh, yeah, just, but just that rely- combined with all the drugs and stuff, I I think that. So I, I just I just think they could have maybe put a little more work into it instead of just being oh you're hypnotized like yeah I re- I realized like he did have to be conditioned but they they could have gone oh away. maybe that's why maybe it didn't work at the end because he was completely clean at that point he didn't have any drugs in his system uh, maybe damn it that's another but freaking, I'm finding different endings to this damn movie all the time. yeah but just it was just like the the plot hole filler was like hypnotism uh so did, granted but but at the at the same time it did like lead to some really cool moments and twists and uh some other really cool scenes and suppositories uh, and suppositories um, so did you and, not like the fact they used it to make them fall in love with each other or no not really you didn't like that? I thought it was kind of clever. Like I, the the, yeah, the, the it, it was just suggested, like because it, it wasn't like, oh, you're gonna fall in love with this guy. It's like, no, you're gonna do this thing, and then you're gonna do that thing. And yeah. the the guy was kind of, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more, but he was kind of hoping that his dominoes would fall into place, and they did. Right. The, I mean, the whole like insidious plot behind it. Yeah, that's that's diabolical, but the whole idea that had to do this like super hypnotism for it I, I don't know it just it didn't sit well with me that the i don't know really how else i can put it uh well 15 years yeah yeah did you have you seen get out yet i have not seen get out but i know there's some <laughs> of that in there too so yes, i don't think is. i'm gonna react well to it <laughs> all right uh alex number three my number three is as scott mentioned the fucked up twist at the end <laughs> Yeah, because that's the first thing I thought of, 
And I didn't because it's the twist is so good because the whole movie fucked me over like a it, it had me dangling by strings just like the main character, Desu Sude Desu 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 Shi. because I I didn't oh, see oh, it coming. Yeah, basically because I was so focused on all the details and all the stuff and trying to, you know, break down exactly why this is happening to the main character, just like he was. I was following his journey so closely that I didn't see it coming. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, and and I didn't even, like, when he opened the purple box and he sees the book inside of it, I'm like, what the fuck? And then the next shot is uh, Mido. And only at the bottom of the screen, you see, like, these white feathers. And I'm like, and that's when the penny dropped for me. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. No. And then everything just unravels right right in front of my eyes. That was fucking brilliant. So that, and I never want to see it again. So that, that was another thing. I, I was talking about <laughs> things I picked up on. Like, how much they talk about the, the daughter in the, the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes before he gets captured. It's like when he's in the drunk tank, he's like showing the wings that he got for his daughter, and then they make the yeah. phone call. It's to his daughter. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, God. I didn't really <laughs> think about it the first time I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, the wings in the paper bag were left there, which presumably could be the same exact wings because the dude was holding the paper bag after she was putting them on. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, like I think. I didn't. I didn't see the twist coming. I got. It sounds like I got a little bit before you did. Like as he was kind of doing his plan, I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of see where this is going. But yeah, um, but yeah, it wasn't until the end. And the one thing you always got to be ahead and everything, don't you? <laughs> no, no, because I was saying, <laughs> if I like I said, if like I think by ten seconds, so I was like, it, it wasn't like I was sniffing something out until like as he was basically saying it. But what I was going to say was early on in the movie when they do when she they do meet at the sushi place. And I was like, no fucking way. Is this cute young girl just going to fall for this guy? Like, and So it was <laughs> on the top of my mind. But then as the movie goes along, I'm like, okay, whatever. I just kind of, I guess I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden when it comes out, it's like, oh, god damn it. I kind of smelled something at the beginning that I completely forgot about it because I got so yeah. involved in the movie. And then, yeah, I get it. And it was, so it worked. <laughs> so now, like you're saying, if I go back and rewatch it, yeah, it's going to be more stuff there to. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the other thing, too. Uh, so I remember watching it when you. He first sits down. I'm like, wow, this this girl making him sushi is like really cute, and then she becomes like a major character, and she's like, some places she's like pretty frazzled, but like for the most part, you're like, yeah, she's really cute. And then like watching it this time, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, and even at the beginning, like they're like, oh, you seem familiar. Have we met before? And it's like, oh, it's the first time I've been here. But he, you know, he feels nostalgic too. Oh, God damn it. That all came back to me as soon as mm-hmm. I saw those damn wings. Yeah, yep. okay, that's a good point. So, how how old would she would have been the last time she saw him? Three. Three? Because okay. the, the villain mentions that he's been secretly raising her since she was three years old. Okay, so she, she would not remember him at all. Okay. Yeah, no way. Um. All right, uh, speaking of three, my number three, and this is a, a funnier moment. Is the term dick shit. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. It's like, it's, TB doesn't teach you curse words. Yeah, this is a new one. Oh, a new word, dick shit. And, just, and it's kind of like his, let's just see if my uh, learning how to fight watching after watching TV really works out. Oh, it does. Oh, that was so good. 
Just the word dick shit. I'm adding dick that shit. is now part of my vocabulary. <laughs> dick shit. Dick shit. You know, it's a small world because uh <laughs> and at work that, that same word came up for a project. <laughs> like like Project I had, Dick shit? Project Dick shit. But no, it was it was a it was dialogue in uh in something that was going on. Ooh, we can't talk about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> so but yeah, maybe that's an Asian like colloquialism. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Not, that was not, like a, not, yeah. not just uh, Korea, but maybe Japan too, or maybe some other Asian countries. But dick shit, huh? Yeah, dick shit. You don't expect shit to come out of there. Yep. So you gotta learn how to say that in Korean if you don't know already, and then teach us. Yeah. Ask. Okay. I'll ask later. <laughs> yeah. Because I yeah, know dick because, shit. Because <laughs> Suda was was yelling when he first got pounded in the door. Or even in the uh, police station, and she's like, wow, that's a lot of curse words. <laughs> like, well, spill. What does he break it down for me? <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, dick shit. That'd be you, Scott. But it could have been Alex as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I think it's Scott's turn. Uh, number two is the the whole captivity. Um, just kind of the arc he goes through from desperation to just pure insanity to, to calming down to try to actually figure out what's going on and he begins writing the journal um, but then he slowly like blends it into this like insanity and uh, driven routine where he's like doing the the self-taught fighting routine and the um, and the digging uh, and then the more writing and uh, he starts to take a hard look at himself but yeah, after 15 years he's fucking completely lost it mm-hmm. um so at the end of it he he is insane um i i did like that uh like the the bumps on his knuckles like slightly related every time they showed his hands he had like the the fucked up skin around his knuckles yeah the calluses mm-hmm. yeah, so that was a nice touch mm-hmm. uh but yeah just that that whole sequence of seeing him kind of shift gears he's finally released alright uh, yeah that was pretty that's a good way to start a movie because I had no idea what the fuck was going on yeah seriously um, Alex number two my number two we talked about a little bit well a lot about before but I have on my notes happy ending question mark <laughs> so I just I love this open ended ending you kind of see him smile and he seems happy for a little bit but right before you know it cuts. You kind of see it just like the little spinner thing in fucking Inception. You kind of see his smile going just a little bit dark. Try and see what the heck's going on in his brain. Ugh. Unnerving. This, this movie's going to haunt me for a while. <laughs> yes, it will. And that's why my number two is him cutting off his own goddamn tongue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I didn't even uh, see it. I don't even know if they, they showed it. I barely covered even my showed eyes. it. They didn't sh- no, they didn't um, show it. Honorable mention. Oh. <laughs> I literally cut, yeah, I'm you, a 40-year-old man and I covered my eyes during a movie. I haven't done that in I don't know how long. I was like, oh. You just see him pull up, pull out his tongue and the scissors around it and then they just show a close up of his of his two fingers around the, you know, the scissor holes and then just clamp down and that's it. Oh. They don't show Pretty much they don't show any blood or anything like that, but, oh, And you know, you know what happened. They showed blood. It was all over his hands. I saw him, like... Well, that, but they don't show, you know, saw style, like, cutting, spurting everywhere. Why did he cut off his own tongue? 
I know he was showing that he's being all uh, servient and everything, but like, is that a thing? Nope. So well, okay. That's only because you know because the theme of of, his, of what's this, the villain's revenge was he just talks too much. Yeah, so cut out it was like tongue. poetic. Oh. It was like Ill. yeah, that yeah. was poetic. I don't know that he planned gotcha. for him to cut out his own tongue. I don't think so either. But that was all just ad lib. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> Oscar. Oh, you could say mad lib. Whoa. So, so, so that makes sense. Okay. So so real quick about the ad libbing, uh, the main actor. Um, so he ad libbed basically that whole scene once he was on his knees. Like him singing the the school anthem and like all the shit he was like singing and that was all like improv. Like licking his know. shoes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the same thing at the very beginning when he's in the, the police station. Like most of that was improv too. Um, there was, I guess there was like a ton of stuff they cut out. Like and they, that's what they finally went with. Was <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was interesting. Uh, just him being crazy I guess. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that is a brutal scene, Jeff. I agree. How is this only your honorable mention? Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is the hallway hammer fight. Uh, hallway this... hammer fight. <laughs> I like that. Uh, this know. was fucking amazing. Uh, this was a seminal piece of filmmaking, that the hallway fight. I mean, you can see the ripples of it. Um, in a, a lot of movies that came afterward, uh, all the way down, or not just movies, but uh, if you go back to first season of Daredevil, mm-hmm. he has that big yeah. hallway fight. Yeah. And, and there's a few of those in, in, the, in the series with just the long shot. Um, that's that's basically this fight. Um, and then even like whole movies, uh, something else that I... A movie that I want to get to at some point, The Raid, um, you can kind of see the same thing. Um, and stuff like that leads to like dread, uh, where there's maybe not the, the super long shot, but this idea of just going through that singular space, uh, it, it just works so well. Um, and it, the cool part is, is this movie is not an action movie. Um, it just happens to have some amazing action in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm curious, like what would happen if you actually let, uh, Wu Chan Park, like direct, like a pure action movie, <laughs> like what that would look like. Uh, yeah, would he even want to do? Yeah, that? probably not. Um, but yeah, this the, the whole the whole scene, uh, just one take. Uh, they, I was some of the trivia I was reading that they there was a little bit of CGI in there. Um, basically, when he's getting stabbed, and to make a couple of the punches land, uh, they used a little bit of CGI. That's right, he had a goddamn knife in his back for half the fight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just the, the whole long take and the, the back and forth, um, the way they use the space. Uh, and I even like the, the, really like the sound mixing, how... Oh, so good, the, the, all the punches yeah, were wet. Yeah, yeah, they just sounded like, so yeah, punching, like, yeah, it's like punching inside of beef instead of, like, the usual Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... So good. Uh, that's my number one. The hallway hammer fight. And then he goes back for the hammer at the end, by the way. <laughs> he goes to pick it well, up on his way out. And he turned out that he needed it, but still. It would have been better if he'd like, like brought it back to the apartment. Yeah. I remember with a knife in his back, I was like, 
because it was you know kind of a far shot. I'm like, is that a knife or is his shirt just ripped in a weird way? Like when he like reached back there, and, like finally like. Ten minutes after yeah. the fight, he finally reaches around <laughs> and takes it out. Yeah, it's like it's like an afterthought. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is just there's no good guys in there, but there's definitely a villain, and he was so good, just such a great villain. It is Machiavellian plan that sucked me in to it, just like the main character. Uh, amazing. Plus, is is a uh, non-speaking henchman. Classic. Mr. Han. Mr. Yeah. Han. Mr. Han. Hey now, children. Mr. Han. Yeah. But just is. his confidence and his swagger is like he bluffed his way into not getting killed the first time he's face to face. Well, the second time he's face to face with uh, Sude. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he gave the doctor $100,000 if he could make me this button that would kill myself with my pacemaker. It's like, Jeebus. The balls. And then his awesome swanking apartment. And then, like, the theme, the the thing he warns him about is, like, if you live for revenge, what else do you have to live for after you've gotten it? And that's exactly what he was going through. It's just, oh, his character arc was so good. And then at the very end, like, he has that flashback and he just finishes it. And he just, yeah, his whole his whole life was just about this moment. And after he, he did the dog thing and he was on his knees and cut out his own tongues, he's, that was it. It was done. And life was pointless after that. All right. So I have a question about okay. that. So does he shoot himself because of that? Or, or and, remember he made the deal with him that if he found him within three days that he would shoot himself. Because technically he did find him. Like he, he beat his puzzle. So, like, I say think, he didn't find yeah. him. Say t- he he didn't find him. He would still confronted him, and then at the end, he wouldn't have killed himself. Well, I think he would have gone through with his word of killing every, you know, killing Mido and everybody he he loved. Mm-hmm. He might have opted himself after that, but it was more of trying to convince him to seek out the truth, you know, one hundred percent. Because if he did that then there would be no point in living because he would have gotten his revenge. And he did. That's how it played out. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, d- I did like the the way that it, they justify him shooting Mr. Han. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he can't <laughs> fucking hear him. He wants him to <laughs> stop. Him. <laughs> he wants him to stop because he wants him to fucking kill him. Like, uh... Yep. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, that little guy hasn't done anything the whole movie and you know what he does is going to be good. Yeah. So I feel like there's like a, a hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil thing going on within the movie. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how the last guy is the see no evil thing. I haven't quite gotten around to it, but I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, my number one is just another. It's the teeth torture scene. Uh, so it's brutal. I, that's another one I covered my uh, my eyes on. <laughs> it's it's freaking gross and. This is it's my number one because it's also so you guys have mentioned a couple things it's a it's a horror movie or is it a um when you just said a different type thriller through no but uh totally uh, torture porn black comedy black comedy there's another one I missed anyway I think like if you take kind of those two scenes out the con- the tongue cutting and the teeth thing it's not really a scary of a movie like like this yeah 
I would watch this a lot. I really enjoyed this movie, and I'd watch it a lot. But because of those two scenes, it's almost like I don't want to watch it again because that's <laughs> torture porn. So, like you just mentioned, so like, yeah, I had to put it on because it was very memorable and gross, and it's a cool scene. But it's it feels like I don't know. Or you said you're an action movie with the the hallway scene, right? It's, this movie has a bunch of different things, so it's hard to classify it as it. And I probably wouldn't say it as a horror movie. But there are some horrific scenes, so I don't know. And that teeth thing being, yeah, let's just pull the guy's teeth out with the hammer. That's that's disgusting. Um, so yeah, uh, the, I'm not a big fan of the torture stuff. It stuck with me. I swear, like the last t- couple days, and just every once in a while, these things pop in my head. I'm like, oh, you know, I got to shake, <laughs> I get to shake my hands. Like, stop thinking about it. Ah. So mm-hmm. there it is. All right, that's our list. So let's rate it, Scott. Uh, once again, our system's one to seven. Seven being perfect, one being poop. Where okay. is this? Oh, this is tough. Um, again, it's not even my my favorite uh, movie by by the director. Yeah, uh, but this is Clark. a. I feel like this is a, a classic piece of cinema. Cinema, where if you had to make a list of like fifty movies or something that people had to watch, like. I'd probably throw this on there. Um, so, it, some some things again hold it hold it back, like relying on the the hypnotism. Um, but there there's so many great moments in this that I give it a six. Okay, mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah, this I I think this might be the only. I mean, maybe years later I'll watch this movie again. But for now, I'm I'm. Just fine and dandy seeing this once in my entire life. But it's such a good film. Uh, yeah, so the rewatchability for me isn't there, but it's so good that I'm also going to give it a six. Just everything about it. Okay. You're going against our uh, rules here, but I. Huh? I, I. Yeah, you won't rewatch it. <laughs> but no, but I have the same problem with this. Is Yeah. I think it's an excellent movie. But I don't really want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, see, but that's why I think I'm gonna to have to give it a five. But it's it's very close to a six. But by our rules, I am I am gonna follow our rules, so I'll give it a five. But it really is, and I will watch this again actually. Um, just tomorrow? Maybe. Um, all right, it's so not me. Six six five. <laughs> I did have a couple things. Uh, one of the post things here, so. One is this definitely feels like something Quentin Tarantino stole from. Like, yeah, because it felt very uh, Pulp Fictionist, Kill Billish at points. Yeah, it felt very Kill Billish to me. But then, like, they came out around the same time. I, I forgot to look that up. I forgot when Kill Bill came out. But then uh-huh. I looked like Quentin like uh, was the presenter of this when they brought it to America. He was the kind of one that like introduced it at Sundance or something. So yeah, he definitely had something to do with that. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, Pulp Fiction came out before this. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a good question. Kill I think Bill. Kill Bill came around, came out around the same time. Yeah. yeah see, two thousand same year. So I can't say it's influenced by it, but maybe his I, other movies. I don't know. Like, I, I, I could felt. see why he would like this movie, though. Yeah. No, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is the shit that Quentin steals from. Like, no, <laughs> really no. Um, so I wanted to bring that up, and then the other thing is. This twist ending was this, was an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if you've seen that one yet, Alex. Hmm, really? Yeah, where D is getting back at uh, somebody, 
and she pretty much sets this whole thing up where uh, her ex-boyfriend starts, uh, she tricks him. Basically, at the end, she brings in this young stripper, and they start doing stuff, and the young stripper is his, his long-lost daughter. It's it's this movie. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and as soon as the twist <laughs> ending happened, I was like, I've seen this and always sunny before. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I had, didn't see that episode yeah. before this movie. Then, uh. so so uh, what? So we pretty much already mentioned like things that I have my, as my honorable mentions for this movie. Uh, but as I was watching it the second time, it struck me as like, wow, this is like a really fucked up version of Count of Monte Cristo. And yeah. then they actually reference Count of yeah. Monte Cristo like halfway through the same, movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same here, Scott. Mm-hmm. The guy that emails, how is yeah. the County Monte Cristo? You know, I was like, yeah, it is yeah. County Monte Cristo. Yeah. I think that was Mr. Han, right? No, it was the guy on the on the face chatting thing. It wasn't Mr. No, Han. it was that guy. It was the guy. I can't remember if he had white eyebrows or not. <laughs> I don't think he had white eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's get into our crossover list, which is what? <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna cheer things up after. Go on the old boy and do our top five torture scenes. That's right. <laughs> or instances of torture in, in uh, media in general. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start with my, my number five. Um, and that is the the vice clamp scene from Casino. That is pretty oh, goddamn yeah. brutal. Uh, that showed the guy's eyes fucking popping out of his head. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's rough. Um, but in a in a movie filled with with violence and violent men, uh, even this scene stands out. Uh, this is the it's about the apex of Joe Pesci <laughs> being Joe Pesci. Uh, so if you if you know what I'm talking about, uh, I I can't imagine anybody who hasn't seen Casino. If you uh, are a you mean Goodfellas too? It's not Goodfellas too. It has a lot of the same stuff that. That uh, Scorsese likes to put in his movies, uh-huh. including actors and the music and, and the script. The script is not the same. <laughs> uh, but a little bit, little, little bit, not even a little bit. Uh, yeah, Casino, the the vice clamp, the clamps. Yeah, that's, an on, that's an honorable mention for me. Also, another scene at the end of the movie, which I don't want to spoil if anybody else has that in their list. But um, Alex, number five. My number five is from a little-known movie because it was fucking terrible called The Cowboy Way. Have you guys seen this? Is that Carlito's Way? No, Uh, it's with Kiefer Sutherland and some other jobber. Wasn't it Woody Harrelson? Yes. Some jobber. That jobber jobber Harrelson. What's what's that guy ever fucking done? And uh, Louis Guzman plays some sort of, uh, I don't know, some Weasley character. And they need information from him, so they get a cow-calf to suck on his dong, and that's the torture. Because the calf thinks that it's an udder. And they're like, oh, this is going to feel good for about two seconds, and then you're going to be screaming. And then he gives them the information. How would they know that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice, Scott. It's the, it's the cowboy way. Oh, oh, there you go. They just sit around eating pudding. I was just going to say <laughs> Talking about calves blowing. Anyways. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> I saw that movie in the drive-in theater, and that scene stuck with me. That's fucked up. <laughs> Broadcast from miles around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five was a toss-up between two, toss two directed Mel Gibson movies. And I decided to go with Braveheart. Uh, into Braveheart. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's also my number yeah. four. 
uh, uh, torture scene. Freedom! And you don't see anything. But his acting and just like the way he films it, like showing, we talked about it, but they show the instruments and they kind of yeah. have the, the dwarves so beforehand. It's kind of the dwarves beforehand acting out what's going to happen and then you kind of do it. And, and the scene lasts like 45 minutes. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. So Braveheart. Uh, Scott, number four. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, the Braveheart okay. scene. All right. Uh, Alex, there it is. number four. My number four is Han Solo getting hooked up to that circuit board. All right. Not on my list, surprisingly. Because mm. he just goes, hot, 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 that's it. Yeah, that's it. why it's it's stuck in my mind as a kid, <laughs> you know. But Yeah, not particularly he's got brutal. Sparks. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the, the off-camera cuts out, and you can still hear his screamings and everything. I'm like, man, this sucks. But then after he comes back, it's kind of funny where he just goes, I feel terrible. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. I, so say, kinda, I say that every morning I wake up after a night of drinking. <laughs> yeah. I feel terrible. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's always it's seared into my memory. So, Han Solo. All right. I, he feels terrible. I have an honorable mention Star Wars torture scene, and it's not that one. Uh, so don't don't guess it. Well, okay. wait till it gets to it, and then you can guess it. Okay. <laughs> um, my number four is this is the movie was just torture scenes. It's hostile. Pick anyone, but uh, specifically when one of the main leads gets caught and he's getting his stuff happen to him, and he cut his Achilles, and uh that's yeah. the whole movie is this this. So, but I had to pick one because that movie was messed up. And it's, it's torture porn. Yeah, it's literally. Yeah. <laughs> so. Have you guys seen this yet or no? I have not seen it. No, I have no desire to watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as people say. It's really only the last third of the movie where that shit happens, but it's still, yeah, the last third of the movie. It's it's kind of weird, because I, I obviously don't mind gore, but I don't really have a desire to see these movies where that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's not the... It's been a while since I've seen it. I think the two, first two thirds of the movie is not. It's like, kind of like Eurochip without laughs. <laughs>, laughs. So it's a boring piece of shit until the last third. And then, yeah. I mean, it, 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 uh, More incest. There you go. Yeah. The worst twins ever. <laughs> All right. So, Alex, or Scott, number three. Uh, my number three is the. I think they, they just call it the machine. Machine. Uh, from the Princess oh, Bride. Wow, I forgot about that. That's a good one. Oh, damn it! That's a good one. Uh, and then they, it's, it's an awesome set piece. Uh, with the thing, it's just like a big water wheel. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It doesn't really, like you just put suction cups on him. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but but in practice, uh, <laughs> the way Carriola screams, um, uh, Christopher Guest's little speech is fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> Now, now, this is took one year of your life. Yeah, now, now, be truthful. This is for posterity. (laughs) (laughs) So good, Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, pure torture. Uh, The purest of torture on this list. Uh, The machine. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Alex, number three. My number three is from a video game, and it wasn't this. Current generation, it was about two generations ago with a PlayStation 1. Oh. And a little game called Metal Gear Solid. Oh. And I hated, I hated playing through this. Because, not because you know, it was still PlayStation 1 uh, graphics, so it wasn't 
that bad in terms of visuals, but he had to button mash in order to survive, and my hand got so tired. <laughs> it was torturing. It was torturing me too. Coach, and if it, Kojima, was, you crazy then, son of a bitch! Yeah, you bastard. And there was different uh, outcomes and endings to the game depending on how well you sustained the torture, and whether you gave up. If your hand got tired, and you said, "You know what? I give up. This is just a stupid video game." But uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid. All right, solid pick. Um, yeah, my number three Whoa. is what the hell? Oh, it's uh, James Bond, Casino Royale. Ah, oh, damn it! You're, number one, you're tickling my balls. So yeah, he's strapped to the chair and he's uh, getting a little uh, his coin purse uh, <laughs> hit with a larger his, 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 uh, his pound purse. <laughs> he's British. Yeah, his, uh, it's where he keeps his uh, loonies. No, that's Canadian. His shillings. It's they use in Canada, Jeff, loonies? Huh? It's what they use in Canada, loonies? They have loonies. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a loony. <laughs> Help us out, Canadian listeners. I'm pretty sure it's a loony. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's still in existence. It may be like a... Like I don't think shillings are a thing anymore either, but whatever. Shillings, ha pennies, <laughs> doubloons, doubloons. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, James Bond getting his, you know, I already said his it. tally whacked. Yeah, <laughs> and, him, and him like nice Alex, not giving him any uh, pleasure out of it just by like he said, ah, there it is. Bond getting his balls racked. Scott, <laughs> number two. Um, two is from the Wrath of Khan. Khan, the uh, the SETI eel larva. Uh, watching them be placed in the Ugh. the ears. Ta- Jeff, you talk about having to like turn away. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is something that scarred me for life as a kid. Uh, it's watching those goddamn eels go in because my dad was a big Star Trek fan and. Uh, the, they actually built like a giant ear, and like a giant one of these uh, the, the the larva for the for the shot of it going directly in, and it works. <laughs> that, that, that particular practical effect uh, still holds up, and just the idea of these things crawling in your ears and the way he explains what they're gonna do to you, it's like ah, like it's fucking hard to watch. Like it's the, by far the hardest thing to watch in any Star Trek movie. Oh, have you seen Star Trek V, The Final Frontier? Whoa! <laughs> the, sorry. The, the, uh-huh. the most brutal thing, anyway. What does God... I stand by my original statement. <laughs> <laughs> what does God need? What's Tasha? Yeah, I went a little nasally there. Yeah. You almost <laughs> put the, the, the vig. What does God need with the starship? <laughs> what does God need with the starship? Yep. All right. So did that giant ear get uh, sent to the Nickelodeon studios, and then pit, they would fill it with peanut butter, and kids would have to stick their hands in there to like, find prizes later and on. Then, yeah. And then Mark Summer would have to like, like wash his hands for forty-five minutes after every show. Oh, poor bastard. So, I honestly thought about this, and I left it off my list because, to me, the point of that wasn't torture. It, it was torturous, yeah. To it, but there was an alternative I, motive to it. That that's that's fair it, enough. So. Yeah, I I realized that, that it was more of like a tool. Yeah, but 
it's still it were, they were torture scenes though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Alex, number two. My number two is from a little film called Lethal Weapon. Your love has become and a lethal weapon. Go spit! Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, that's, well, you know, as with all three of us, we shouldn't have been watching this movie as I was a kid. But I did anyways, and that really stuck with me. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, what's he doing with all that salt? And he just jams it right in his bullet wound. It's like, oh, my gosh. And his daughter's right there in the nighty. As hot as she looked, it was oh, gross. So Murtaugh's torture scene is worse than uh, Riggs's? Because they both have torture scenes in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was worse because you don't I really see so. like stuff going into other stuff. And there's no uh, there, there's some blood, but it's just Endo with a couple of sponges. And Murtaugh goes, Ugh! Yeah. Was, and he says, go spit. So that's great. Yeah. Yep. Go spit. Go spit. His nuts are roasting on whatever avenue. Yeah. It took me like the way you live. It took me like like five viewings before I finally got that joke. By the way, <laughs> the nuts roasting. I forgot about uh, being Christmas time. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So my number two uh, is Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that might be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ears, yeah. So <laughs> this the... might be, yeah, exactly. This might be the most uh, famous torture scene or best filmed and, and whatever. But I have another one that's a little bit more gory. But uh, this is a great scene. Everyone knows it. It's Michael Madsen, Mister Blonde. What was Mister Blonde? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, with that music going on, and he Davis. starts the scene, and he leaves, goes out to this car, comes back, and. Starts cutting the guy's ear off, and then he has the ear in his hand, and he talks into it, and that's pretty weird. Um, so, yeah. Reservoir Dogs is my number two. So, Scott, finish it with your number one. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> also, Reservoir Dogs, basically everything you said. But just... I think it was just all downhill from Michael Madsen after this movie. Because <laughs> I've really seen him fucking mail it in in a lot of, like, some movies that I really like. Um, but, yeah, this is... Probably his single best, uh, if not performance scene. Just the the way he's casually kind of dancing around, and you're like, "What the fuck is he gonna do?" And then he finally settles in, and you're like, "You're not actually gonna show this, right?" <laughs> Wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's well, a, they don't it's, really show it. They don't really show it, but like you, there's enough going on that your imagination fills in everything. Um, yeah. But. By the way, that's another thing. So when I watch an American cinema, I know they're not really going to show it. When I was watching Old Boy, I don't know what these Koreans do. That's another reason why I was... Probably, you know, you could actually be watching a snuff film. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one was uh, Casino Royale. Because it was when it, the first time I saw it, I'm like, "What? Okay, they stripped him naked. That's pretty humiliating. Now they're gonna work him over a little bit. Why does that chair have no bottom?" <laughs> and then the dude comes in with that giant just rope and's like, "Oh shit, what?" And then so and then he threw me for a loop. And then he comes in and says, "I'm not gonna hit you between the eyes, Bond. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you between the balls." Mm-hmm. Several times. Several times. <laughs> Oh, Jeebus. And then you're going to be rescued for no reason. I don't think his balls are going to itch ever after that. 
Probably can't film anymore. Yeah, probably. You have to get him detached. That's why he can have sex so much. Unprotected sex. Yeah. Well. The bond. Well, it's why he because... won't get people pregnant. <laughs> he can st- <laughs> it's like a stop him from getting yeah. STDs or spreading them around. That's right. Just saying. Bond. James Bond. All right. My number one is Alex's favorite movie that he's never seen. <laughs> yeah. Audition. This year. It'll happen this year. <laughs> Audition. Uh, this is a Japanese film, and uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, prepare yourself. But toward the end of the movie, this uh, girl starts torturing her victim, and she's using a wire to just bone saw off his legs, and has freaking uh, what do you got? What do you? What are the needles you stick in people? Acupuncture needles stuck in his eyes, and. It's 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 a tough watch, but it's very memorable. So that's why it's my number one. <laughs> I mean, All I can right. go wimpy and like ball whacking is my number one, but no, no, not you, Jeff. I'll, no, I'll watch it this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my number one. So that's our list. I have one honorable mention, but wait, do we have any guest feedback this week or no? Yeah, okay. Sweet. Let's hear theirs. I don't want to. I don't William want to steal theirs. All right. Is oh, that you sure that's his name? Yeah, you sure that's his name, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's his name. Right. Because I'm reading it right now. All right. Reading. And uh, he's giving the original a five, mostly due to rewatchability. <laughs> All right, there you go. He's following by <laughs> yeah. the rules. Yeah. Love it. And the fact that I really need to <laughs> like a subtitled movie to watch it more than once. Okay. Yeah. So it's top five torture scenes. And uh, do we need to be worried, William? Anyways, <laughs> the number five is the Big Bad Wolves. Have you guys heard of this movie? Uh, He's got some obscure stuff in here. I don't think I've... Yeah, I don't don't know about that one. Okay. Uh, To try and get a guy to admit being a serial killer and knowing the whereabouts of his latest kidnapped young girl, the girl's father tortures a man, including using a blowtorch on his chest. Oh, wait. So, that sounds awesome, but honorable mention that just popped (laughs) in my head. Uh, Don't steal his. He may have it. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. If he does uh, number four, another movie I haven't heard of, American Mary. Nope. Yeah, making right. making me feel bad. I thought I was the movie guy here. Or the yeah. obscure movie guy that is. As revenge for being raped, the main girl the main girl captures her assailant and amputates his arms and legs. She hangs him from hooks in a storage locker and uses her medical training to keep him alive. Wow. Damn, that kinda sounds like the audition, right? Well, Except uh, she has no medical training, does she? I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> oh, we have to find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of the audition, number three, the audition. Yeah. And uh, I already read it, so <laughs> the end when the crazy girl cuts the guy's legs off. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert, this movie's fucked up. Yeah. It just takes uh, a number- long time to get there. That's what's fucked Yeesh. up about that movie. Mm. Number two, Martyrs. Never heard of pretty it. Much, pretty much the third act when the female character is beaten and skinned alive. Holy fuck. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I won't be watching that. I'll watch the edition over that. And uh, number one, a Serbian film. That's the title. It's about Vlade Divac. Oh, wait. I'm not picking a specific scene from this movie. Oh, yeah. There is a reason why it's one of the most disturbing movies of all time. Just know that there's a lot of torture in this movie, and it's all incredibly messed up. If you haven't seen it, don't. (laughs) 
We will take your you recommendation full heartedly. Yeah. <laughs> William, you lost me at audition. <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your honorable mention? I just uh, taken. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought that about that. One. That was on my list for a bit. Yeah, yeah. The um, the the uh, the real way the real the real scene, not the toned down one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What I think so, I so they filmed the they filmed it, so they filmed it two ways. One was just like he like hooks up the battery to like the chair, and then that like is supposed to do it. But the real way he does it is he takes a couple spikes. Basically jams them through his thighs. Yeah, I saw that one. Mm-hmm. And then hooks up yep. the the like the, the jumper cables to the to the spikes, and that's way better. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, not for that guy. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. And my honorable mention that I had to put something Star Wars on here was the Jabba droid getting tortured at the beginning <laughs> of Return feet? of the Jedi. Yeah. No! 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 <laughs> so stupid. I had to put something on here, and I wasn't going to put it <laughs> the on gunk something. droid. Oh, yeah, I guess it was a gunk droid, <laughs> or the other one that's getting disintegrated. Disintegrated. <laughs> Disintegrate. It's time for Alex knows sports. Oh wait, real quick, William Grimmer had some honorable mentions. All oh, right, here. you guys jumped on real quick. Two of them: uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, uh, The Devil and Homer Simpson. <laughs> More. <laughs> More. 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 And then also in Married with Children. When Al makes a deal with the devil, and the devil collects Al so, the only way he can figure out how to torture Al is by giving him the exact same life he had before. <laughs> <laughs> so he just uh, life. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Thanks, William. Thank you. Thanks for the fucked up movies on your list, too. Now it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Yeah. So, uh, na- a little bit of NASCAR news. Oh, do tell. There's a race uh, uh, on uh, Sunday. That's when they usually have car races okay. on Sunday. And uh, they had to look a little bit at their, uh, the, for another car violating the rear window rules. So, I guess he was looking behind him or <laughs> to Jimmy the side Stewart of him. Jimmy Stewart looking at him across <laughs> the way? No, shut up. Oh, damn it. No, not at all. <laughs> and then... He thought he Sorry. saw the passenger in that car getting murdered, <laughs> but that he wasn't sure. Sorry, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> did, oh man! <laughs> what 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 did NASCAR do to this guy? Well, they didn't believe him at all. So yeah, you're violating. You're trying to get an extra pit stop by doing the rear vi- window thing. Was he allowed you're to breaking the rules? Was he allowed to race again? I think, but he had to take, like, a five-lap penalty. Yeah. But then it turns out he was right all along. Dun, dun, dun. He was driving with a broken uh, leg, too. Incredible. And then he took his case all the way to Washington. <laughs> I, 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 I love this. The one time Jeff chimes in, it's just to kill the joke. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeff can't wait for this segment to be over. <laughs> he tries to part- participate, and he fucking ruins the joke. Yeah. Because uh, it was about NASCAR, so I knew it was a good... I wasn't, like, really paid... Like, there's nothing I could contribute except the joke, and then... Yeah. Sorry. And then the dog has shifty eyes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. It's time for Neom News! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, just a couple of quick reviews from me, uh, starting with Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, 
Uh, I've been meaning to watch that. Uh, so, Worth it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I typically enjoy all of Luc Besson, uh, Luc Besson's mm. stuff, whether he's producing or uh, taking the helm. Uh, in this case, he was the director. Uh, but this has like, been a pet project of his for a long time. Uh, but it's just basically like kind of nuts, <laughs> nutty sci-fi action with a ton of creatures and set pieces. Uh, and most of it was cool, even if not a lot of it made a whole lot of sense. Uh, well, it's a thousand planets. It is a thousand planets. And it's a city full of a thousand planets. Any of those planets have a singing blue lady? Yes, actually. Ooh. Sort of. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple weird cameos in this movie. Uh, a lot of French actors that maybe would be noticed, would be recognized if you were French. Uh, but not so. Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu was not in this. Well, uh, I mean, he could have been. He could have been. Jean Renault was not in this. Uh, I dare you to name a third French actor. Uh, Audrey Tateau. Act well, not actress. A dude. No, oh, he's son of a bitch. Um, it, uh, fucking, I don't know. Marlon Brando. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I enjoyed this movie. Didn't not didn't quite have the same magic as say Fifth Element. Uh, I I think Jeff saw this right. Uh, what did you think of it? I liked it. Like I said in my review when I reviewed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was a fun movie. Okay. Uh, so that's that's Valerian. Uh, who knows if there'll be a sequel to that? Probably not because it lost a ton of money. Yeah, it bombed. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other movie I saw, finally, uh, was Justice League. And yeah. I've said a, a few times on this podcast, the key to happiness is low expectations. <laughs> and so uh, Justice League was not the worst thing that I've ever seen oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I really thought hard about it I don't know that I would say it was good but uh, I, I enjoyed it enough that like I wasn't angry by the time it was over to put it that way uh, <laughs> go watch this film it didn't make Scott angry yeah uh, there were some. I just want to point out a couple silly things about it. Um, I like how. Uh, so Henry Cavill's in it, and he's ripped like, well, Superman. Uh, right. And then you have uh, Jason Momoa, who's ripped like Call Drago. Um, mm-hmm. And you have the cyborg, who's just all robot parts. So they're all like kind of he's big ripped and ripped like Terminator. Yeah. There it is. There, thanks. They're they're all like big and intimidating. So jump cut to, to Ben Affleck, who I guess didn't work out as much for this movie. I don't know, because <laughs> every time they every time there's like one of these scenes where they're supposed to be like shirtless or buff or ripped, he's always like wearing like the under armor thing, like the, the plastic guard that he has that makes him look bigger. Oh. Like he, he's like too afraid to like show the guns. Uh I thought that was like noticeable. Uh so that was weird. <laughs> um the guy that doesn't take his shirt off at the beach. Yeah, exactly. He's a, the, <laughs> it's just it's still yeah. it's still a white shirt. You're still in the water and it's see through, bro. Yeah, it's not helping. Yeah, ne- never nude. Uh, <laughs> uh, Momo was good. Um, gives me a little bit of hope for the Aquaman movie. Just the fact that he was kind of having fun with the character. You e- mean Shape of Water? Even if the even even if the the character was like yeah, some was like dialogue he had was pretty bad. Uh, Gal Gadot's still hot. Big surprise. 
Yeah. Um, and finally, I, 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 you both probably heard about this, or Jeff already knew about it anyway. Uh, the fucked up CGI <laughs> on a certain character's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deadpool calls it out. It's awesome. <laughs> with the... Oh God! I, I was I was watching it with the somebody, and they they pointed out like, "What is this face CGI? What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know." And then all of a sudden, I remembered. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's because he had like facial hair, <laughs> like for reshoots, and they like he couldn't get rid of it, so they CGI'd it out, and it looks fucking terrible. It looks like like those scenes in uh, Revenge of the Sith, when they fucking change Anakin's like expression in the middle of the." conversation with Palpatine uh it like it was that bad wow so well well we would yeah. anyway I think it's got to be worse because I don't even know what you're talking about Revenge of the Sith so I obviously oh, okay it there okay uh I'll have to see worse. if I can take up the video for you but uh anyway as a Justice League I I want there to be a sequel just because I I still like DC stuff I enjoy all the animations all the, the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, uh, and all the other ancillary... Scott, 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 stuff. a real fan of DC would be watching Gotham. And you're not, <laughs> yeah. so... Well, after your glowing review... Your review's about on par for Gotham with mine of Justice League, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that that's that's what I thought of it. Uh, it was... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. So that's it for me. Uh, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Yes. All right, let's hear if it. If you're a fan of video games, you've played any video game at all, do yourself a favor. Go on Steam, or if you have a Switch, just wait until it comes out on Steam. Get yourself Undertale. You will not regret it. This might be... Ah, oh, damn it. It's clo- It's at least in my top five video games of all time. I love it so much. What kind of game is it? It's an indie game. It's um, it's linear. The the it's a point A to point B game completely. But you can go back and forth to different spots uh, on the whole world map, and it's all eight bit graphics. But that it just that just lends to its charm. Like the sound design, the music is all phenomenal. The story is amazing. This game, this game, I mean, the humor is top notch, but at points the game also had me like welling up in tears, and I had chills running up and down my spine. Was the last boss? It was so just fucking creepy and unnerving. And it's rare for any movie or book, let alone a video game, to do that. And it's just an amazing experience. Do yourself a favor and go play it. So, so it's like watching The Conjuring again. No, because I'm, I'm going to play the shit out of this game. It's so much fun. Hmm. Cool. It, but yeah, very. there is definitely some Conjuring-esque type creeps in there. That, that I, I was literally shivering and I had goosebumps all up and down my arms. Ugh. But the game is so good. Go play it right now. Uh, and then come back to the podcast. <laughs> I got to beat Zelda first and then I'll play it. Okay, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a short game. I've only logged in like about eight hours on it and playing at lunchtime at work. So, but worth it. It's so well crafted. All right. Anything else, Alex? Nope. Undertale. All right, Jeff. 
I got nothing. I saw Black Panther again. Um, <laughs> you saw it a second time? Yeah, I saw it a Is second it better? time. No, it's the same. I okay. I have my same. I want you to usually s- for you, <laughs> movies get a little bit better uh, whenever you watch depends. it a second time. I'm allowed to change my opinions. Um, yeah, I know. I want you to see it so we can do a episode on it. Uh, we can do an episode anyways. I'll just chime in with fake stuff. <laughs> so anyway, oh, I liked it. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but I like it. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Zelda update, Jeff. Uh, I yeah. I just uh, I have actually it's been like two weeks since I played it, but I played it right before we recorded, and I beat the third Divine Beast, which yeah. was Fire Blight Ganon in the land of the Gorons. All right, so so I think the next step is either the next beast or maybe I try to find that legendary Master Sword that's out there somewhere. I'm not sure, but I really haven't been playing that much, but maybe I will this weekend. All right. All right, I think right. that wraps things up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.